What's going on? It's time for the Q&A episode of the podcast without a name. Uh, I call it that right now because I don't have a name for it. But I, I may end up naming it the podcast without a name. We'll see. We'll figure that out on this journey together today. But it's the Q&A episode. I asked for your help. You guys came through. So thank you for all the questions. I will answer uh, quite a few of them uh, with answers or opinions that I have. No Google, no internet, just me, your old buddy, your old pal. We'll get to know each other a little bit, and we'll take this journey together. So stick around. The podcast starts now. What's up? Let's get this show on the road. Uh, It's me. If you know me on uh, Twitter or Instagram, you know me as Rooftop Hero, which you can find me there, by the way. Uh, Instagram at Rooftop underscore Hero. And uh, on Twitter at Rooftop Hero. So on those platforms, I asked you guys, I told you I was going to be doing a podcast. I wanted to start one, and I figured why not start off with a bang with a Q&A episode. That way, I get content from you guys. And uh, also get to see what's on your minds, and you get to find out what's on mine. You get to ask me about me, about things going on with me, and everything else. So we're finally going to do it. Uh, this inaugural episode brought to you by Miller Lite. They're not sponsoring it. I just have it in my beer and want some. So, ah, it's good stuff. Also, before we get the show on the road, uh, a couple hours ago, well, one of the questions, actually, uh, that we'll get to asks me why I'm a Boston Red Sox fan. So we'll get to that, but a couple hours ago, Red Sox legend David Ortiz, who's from the Dominican Republic, that's where he was this weekend, and uh, coming out of a club a couple hours ago, was attacked and shot, and reports at first, or he, they think they, he was shot in the leg, they didn't know his condition, knew he was at a hospital, but didn't know his condition. As I started to record this tonight... ESPN reporting from David Ortiz's brother. A bullet went in through his back and out of his stomach. He was in surgery for a couple of hours, but he is out of surgery, and he is stable and doing good. So it looks like a full recovery going forward for big poppy David Ortiz. That's good news for me. Love you, big man. Also, as I'm looking at the highlights, I've got the TV on, and it's the Boston Bruins, the hockey team, and St. Louis Blues. Game 6 of the Stanley Cup Final. My Bruins on the brink of elimination playing at St. Louis, but no, no, they're not going home yet. Well, actually, they are going home, but they're going home to play Game 7. They forced that a championship game will be in Boston, so come on, Bruins. We'll get to the whole Boston love here in a little while. Hey, thanks for being here, man, and thanks for sticking around. Look, this is the first time I've recorded a podcast like this, and it's going to be the first time I've used this app by the way, which you can get the podcast for sure on this app. It's Anchor, A-N-C-H-O-R. It's a great app for somebody starting a podcast. So, you know, if you want to do one, do it. It's free to do a podcast, and there's no rules. Like, it's one of the last things you can do like this. So do it now before the government finds some way to charge you for it. Um, But why am I doing one? I just, I wanted to. I'm really into podcasts. Primarily, uh, Kevin Smith really got me inspired to do it. Um, Chris Hardwick, another guy who I enjoy, and that's kind of the podcast style I want to have going forward. I just want to talk to people. Like, I don't want to do journalistic interviews. I just want to shoot the shit with people that I like or people that I'm interested in and want to know more about, but I also want to do specialty shows like this one today, the Q&A episode of the podcast without a name. And I'm going to have to Google that to see if that's taken, but if it is not taken, that will be the name of this podcast, the podcast without a name or the podcast with no name. 
somewhere along those lines, but we'll figure that out. So, anyway, I asked for cues. You gave them to me. We're going to get to them. Uh, remember, I told you if you didn't want your name read out loud to let me know. Some of you did. Some of you didn't. So, I hope you don't mind your name's going in this thing. Uh, had a lot of anonymous people, which was interesting because your questions weren't risque or freaky or weird or anything. It was just like a normal question, but anonymous. You don't want to be associated with me. I see how it is. That's fine. You know who is associated with me? Miller Lite. Again, not getting paid by them. And I hope nobody there listens to it because they may sue me for that. Hell, who knows? But anyway, let's get to the questions. First one comes to us from the Instagram friends. I'm going to give her a little shout out, by the way. Uh, this came from her personal page, but she's got another page that I want you guys to go check out. It's uh, at, it's, and I'm using my phone, so I can't go double check it, but you'll be able to find it. It's either Art by Selena or Arts by Selena. And Selena is S-E-L-Y-N-U-R-R. She does a lot of really cool stuff. Like I'm in love with her style. I really am. Stuff that I don't even know about that she paints, I'm just like, I like it because I just, I dig her color, her her shading, her, like, she takes a lot of time on this stuff. And she does cool work. She's got a lot of stuff you can buy now. Uh, she's got, you can commission pieces. I had her do me an awesome Batman and Joker from, like, the old 1966 show. I love it. I've got two more paintings from her for my kids, a Joker and a Harley Quinn that are awesome. So go check out that page. Give her a like. Buy you some art, man. Like, why go to Target and buy some expensive, big-ass piece of thing that a million people have when you can actually just support somebody that's making it, like, for you. So, anyway, that's a shameless plug. I'm not getting paid by her. I'm not getting any special painting. I just really am impressed by her stuff, and I think you would be too. So, first question comes from her uh, in the not-so-serious thing. Selena says, so if there's 21 Cheetos per serving in a bag, and there's three and a half servings total in a bag of hot Cheetos... Does that mean there are 70 Hot Cheetos in a bag? Well, I mean, I was told there would be no math today. But, I mean, yeah, it'd be somewhere around that. But I'm gonna, if, I don't know what size bag you're talking about. Are you talking about like the little individual gas station bags? Because if so, I'm calling bullshit. There's no way there's that many Hot Cheetos in a bag. So you, you tell me next time you get a bag of Hot Cheetos, because I'll be honest with you, Hot Cheetos, not my jam. But when you get one, dump them out and count them. Let's find out. But that was the first question I got. So there you go, Selena. Thank you. Uh, next question comes to us from at Abby A. Fowler. Uh, this is somebody I've known for a long time. So she hits me up with the first one. Why have you given up on dating? Uh, I don't know that I've given up on it. I just don't care right now. Uh, for those of you who don't know me, I'm a 30, almost a 35, I just turned 36 like a week or so ago, a couple weeks ago. So 36-year-old guy, uh, I'm single right now, and I'm fine with that. Like, I've dated in the past. I was even married for, what, six years? Got a couple of kids, been through that, been through the divorce part, uh, come out the other side for the most part unscathed. I've dated since the divorce. You know, it's just right now, I really dig watching whatever the hell I want to watch on TV, eating whatever the hell I want to want, eat, eating whatever the hell I want to eat. Sorry, getting ahead of myself. But you get it. Like, you know, I can, if I want to go somewhere, I go somewhere. Doesn't matter who I hang out with, nothing. It's a little bit of freedom and it's not too bad. You don't have to be with somebody. 
to be happy. Like some people should understand more that you can embrace being alone and it's not a bad thing. It doesn't mean you're a failure. It doesn't mean you have to feel lonely. I feel lonely sometimes. Sure, sometimes I'd like to have somebody on the couch to watch a movie with me or, you know, lay in bed with or, you know, other things with. But so far, it's not that big a deal. Like all the pros have outweighed the cons for me. So I'm not, I haven't ruled it out. I haven't given up on it. I'm just taking a break from it. For how long? I don't know. But right now, I'm in no hurry to jump back in that pool. So thanks for your question, old Abster. Let's get to your second question. What, uh, what are your thoughts on how horrible Trump is and name negative things, don't be Fox News? Well, I'm going to guess right off the bat uh, that our listeners can tell you are not a Trump fan. Uh, being a white guy in Alabama, people might be surprised to find out I am not a Trump guy myself. Not. Uh, but, you know, uh, why is he horrible? Because he runs his mouth and says a lot of stupid shit. That's it. Like, i got news for you. There's other presidents, even the ones that people think are so great, that have probably said and done some of the same things Trump has. They just haven't said it out loud or where everybody can see and hear it. Like, somebody needs to take his damn phone away or give him a fake Twitter account to where he thinks he's tweeting stuff out. Because that's what it is. He's done some decent stuff. Some people aren't going to like me saying that. He has. The only problem is for every one step forward, he takes like five years back. He just sticks his foot in his mouth so damn much. And he does so much stupid shit that people don't focus on the good stuff. They just, all the bad stuff's there. And that's all it is now, right now, anyway, is is the Democrats and liberals in Washington are just... I don't know that anybody's trying to actually accomplish anything on either side. All it is is Democrats and liberals trying to figure out a way to tell everybody how horrible Trump is and show where he's been a, a dumbass. And then the Republicans that are too proud to admit that, yeah, he does do dumb stuff, just keep taking up for him. It's a wah-wah, he said, she said, like, fucking school grade thing. And it's it's ridiculous. They're grown people, and it's all acting like a bunch of kids. Hey, by the way, I meant to have a disclaimer at the beginning of this. There will be cursing involved. If you didn't catch the Instagram like preview where I would, would told you there would be cursing and Miller Lite, we've already checked off those two. The last thing is a midget. I, I can't promise you that's going to be here. Probably not. If one does come up, though, guess what? You're going to be just as surprised as I am. Because right now, as we were recording this, it is 11.45 p.m. here in Alabama. I am coming to you live from Studio 34A, otherwise known as my living room. So that's that's where we are. But anyway, that there you go, Abby. That's, how, that's my thought on how horrible Trump is. He's not as horrible as everybody makes him out to be. Um, but he is very stupid on some things and, and says too much and it just, nobody cares. This is, this is a waste of a presidency because it's just a wham wham on both sides. And I'm sick of it, man. So we'll see. Are we in for another four years of it? I don't know. I'll be honest. Um, if the Democrats who look like right now, they've got about 50 candidates to run for president. If that happens, they're going to kill themselves with it because there's going to be too many and it'll split too many votes up. And we'll get four more years of Trump. Like, they've got to find somebody, if they want to compete, that's a strong leader and they can rule everybody else out. Like, you've got to have a horse you can ride on this. And Hillary Clinton was not that horse, apparently, last time. So, we'll see what happens, but that's my thought on that. Thanks, Abby, for the questions. The next one we got quite a few from. I'm not allowed to use her real name, but she told me I'm allowed to use her street name. 
So these next few questions come from JT Dirty Money, otherwise known as J Tizzle. Question number one, if you could live in any time period and place, where and when? Ooh, uh, I, I mean, what's the quality of life? Do I get to live there as a millionaire or is it like my situation now? Because if you take my broke ass and stick me in the depression, then I'm way toast. I'm just going to murder myself. Um, I'd like to see dinosaurs, but I don't know I'd like to live there, you know, during that time period. That'd just be interesting to see them. You know, I'm probably the 50s. I'll be honest, that, that seems like that was kind of how I grew up. I knew the American dream. It was always like very leave it to beaver in my head. It was, you know, you go to high school, you go to college, you graduate, you get married, you have kids, you buy that house with the white picket fence, you get a good dog, you have the career where you go, you know, in a suit Monday through Friday. That sounded perfect to me when I was growing up. I was like, yes, that's my American dream. And then I got older and realized that was not my American dream. And it's never going to happen with me. So um, the 50s, maybe, to like grow up as a kid. Or I don't know. I don't know if I'd want to be a kid in the 50s or if I'd want to be an adult. Like baseball in the 50s was pretty phenomenal, too. Like Ted Williams, are you kidding me? Mickey Mantle. You could see these guys play. That, that's kind of the main reason I'd go to the 50s is the baseball. Um, 70s for music, not disco. Disco had some hits. I'm not going to shit on disco completely. But... Classic rock in the 70s, man, you can't beat that. So we'll go with uh, the 1950s, JT, Dirty Money. What's your second question here? Uh, if you found the love of your life, but they didn't hold the same beliefs as you do, would you be able to stay with them, and would you try to convert them? I don't know what you mean by beliefs. Are you talking about like religious beliefs or just like everyday beliefs? Like, I love her so much, but man, she really likes to murder children. Yeah, I'm not going to stay with that. Um, if it were religious beliefs, I mean, I, I don't really care what somebody's religion is because I'm not too sewn into one myself. You know, and we'll kind of, there's a question somebody asked later that I'll kind of get to talk more about that. So if you're talking like religious beliefs, I mean, as long as their religious beliefs don't involve hurting people, then, yeah, like they can be what they want. That's fine. Like it just be good to me and I'll be good to you. That's the basic rule. That should be the basic rule of all humanity. Like, the whole doing to others thing, that's pretty damn cool. Wish more people followed it. So there you go. Next question from JT Dirty Money. Where is it here? I had to write all these damn things down, and now my blind ass can't read them. Need to get some glasses. Question three from JT Dirty Money. If you could bring back any musician to perform, who is it? Uh. Hmm. I like music from every genre. I genuinely do. I mean, rock, rap, country, um, classic rock's my favorite. Classical music, jazz, like, I really just like good music all the way around. So if I got to bring anybody back, it would actually be somebody that was alive during my lifetime. Because as I got older is when I fell more in love with their stuff. And I'd like to see a live concert. And that's the man in black, Johnny Cash. Hello, I'm Johnny Cash. That guy. I really, really like Johnny Cash. I like his music. I like um, him as a person, his story. He's really interesting. So Johnny Cash is who I'd like to bring back for a concert, and I'd go watch that in a heartbeat. Two more questions from JT Dirty Money. The next one, hey, Josh, why so bougie? I am too white 
to understand what bougie means? I don't know if it's good or bad. Is it is bougie like like bad? Is it like why so stupid or bad? I don't know. Or is it good like hey girl you bougie? I don't know. I don't know what it means. But why so bougie? Because it can be. It's free country, JT. I do what I want. And the last question from JT Dirty Money. Uh, oh wow. So she asked me all these like simple little softball questions, and then she comes in with the heater on the last. Hey Josh, since you're in Alabama, what are your thoughts on the recently passed abortion legislation? Look, if you're listening to this, this show's all over the road. All right, there's no order of questions. It's not going to be like, well, segment one will answer entertainment questions. Segment two, I'm just going through the list. So we're jumping from dinosaurs to music to apparently abortion now. Um, I don't know a lot about the thing in Alabama. What I've, what little bit I've tried to kind of see and understand is apparently legislation has been passed in Alabama, I think Georgia, Missouri, and another state, Tennessee or Arkansas maybe, that basically if a um, physician performs an abortion, the physician can be charged with a felony and serve prison time. And I've seen a lot of stuff where people are like, so the person getting an abortion would go to prison. I don't think the person getting one would go. I think it's just the physician, uh, which is still still dumb. That's just, that's. I live in Alabama, and there are, I'm 36, so I'm not exactly like a millennial young kid, but I understand the difference in the older generation that's here in the South that's very Bible Belt. Although, to be fair, they seem to pick and choose which parts of the Bible they want to follow and enforce. Um, but abortion is tricky because it, it boils down to when does life start? What do you consider a life? I, I don't know. I don't know enough about like, it. you know, six weeks, it's this, at eight weeks. I've had two kids. I don't remember the, those stages. And I was there. I went to the doctor's visits. I heard the heartbeats. I saw the, the, the imaging, the ultrasounds, all that stuff. So I've got two kids, but I can't just jump and be like, they're at three weeks, they already have an eyeball and four little fingers that stick out. And like, I, I don't know that. I mean, it's alive. It's a live organism at that point. But I was, I was talking to somebody yesterday kind of about this. And I brought up the thing. I was like, it's like a meme in the nursing home, right? All right, let's say you got like a 90-something-year-old grandmother. She's been in the nursing home or assisted living facility for, you know, a few years. And basically she's on life support. Maybe she's got dementia, maybe Alzheimer's. You know, she doesn't talk. She's just there. She's laying in a bed. She has to get changed out. She's feeding tube, whatever. And at, really, at the end of the day, that person is there for the family, for them to come visit and get pictures with, like, on Thanksgiving or Christmas so that they feel better about themselves. Because Nana doesn't have a life at that point. Like, she's alive, but there's no quality of life. There's nothing there. It's, in some cases, people are actually brain dead. And I don't mean it like in a negative way. I, I don't know what the medical term is for that. But there's no brain function or activity. There's nothing there. Lights are on. Nobody's home. But families will keep them hooked up to you know, a ventilator just to come visit them. And that's for their peace of mind. But that's not doing anything for Nana. That's, that's a waste. And I don't think at that point that that's really a life anymore. There's no quality of life. So if I'm judging on the old end of it, if I go back to the baby end of it, there's no memories there at that point. 
you know, and I don't know the cutoff date on, on I think personally for me, um, I think abortion should be legal but limited. Um, I'm not sure if it passed completely here in Alabama, but I know part of it was, and I think it did, like Alabama's like even in cases of rape and incest, no abortion, which is fucking ridiculous. That's that, beyond me. I think in those cases, yeah, you get if you want one, you can have it. Period. Um, but on the other hand, I think they should be limited. I don't think you should be able to. Well, I just like to screw a lot, and I've been pregnant eight times. I just go get an abortion every time. That no, no, no. That's irresponsible. But everybody messes up. Maybe not in that area, but a lot of people do. Sometimes it's a mistake. Sometimes a condom does break. In those cases, I think you should be allowed to to have that. At, you know, up until a certain point. I wish I could tell you what week it was. I don't, I don't know what it is, but I think you get my drift there. Um, you know, but have a database where you can't get, like, you get one oopsie or, you know, kind of one get-out-of-jail-free card with it. But then after that, like, you got to start taking responsibility. But should they be outlawed? No. And should a bunch of, like, old-ass white men, and there may be black men helping with this too, but the majority making these laws are white guys, should they be making rules about women's bodies? Considering they don't have one? No. No. Look, I'm for women's rights. Now, I'm not on the I'm not on the whole feminism train. There's a bunch of stuff some of y'all ladies need to calm the hell down on. But in this instance, I'm with you. Like, this is a, a bogus law. Hopefully, it gets overturned. It probably won't. Not here for a while, anyway. Because that's just how it is. Again, people here in Alabama really like to pick and choose which parts of the Bible they want to enforce. Usually, it's the ones that don't affect them. And then if they do something wrong, well, I mean, the Bible, was, uh, it, it could be interpreted a few different ways. But then when it's something they don't like, no, it's black and white. It says it right there. That gets old. I can't stand people like that. Well, actually, there's people I know like that I do like, so I shouldn't say I can't stand the people like that. I just can't stand when they get like that. I don't like that. So uh, that's my opinion on the abortion law that was passed here in Alabama. It's, it's bogus. It's BS. And it's sad. You know, it seems like I love a lot about Alabama. I'm not ashamed to say I'm from Alabama. I hate that when I tell people not from here, I'm from Alabama. I get that look. And I think there's that instant connotation of dumb, redneck, racist, hillbilly. And I'm not any of those things. And uh, most people here aren't. But there are a lot. And it, it really hurts the rest of us. So I'm hoping that that will change. And, you know, just to be honest with you, the way life works, those generations uh, are going to die out. And I'm not saying it's good they're dying, but I mean, I'm just saying as a byproduct of those generations, as time goes on, hopefully that at least the byproduct will be a lessening of the hate and the stupidity on things like that, setting our state back years and years. So there you go, JT. Thanks for the questions. Next one comes from Anonymous. Got two from her. It is a her, I'll at least tell you that much. She asked not to say her name out loud. Her first question, Hey Josh, do you prefer to shit in a co-worker's bowl of Cheerios before or after adding all of your patient's info on their meds? Um, you know, I prefer after, although I'm not opposed to before. And I'm not entirely sure what the question is, but, you know, I'm going to go with after. I'm going to go with after. And uh, her second question and I knew questions like this would come in. I knew they would. I didn't expect it from her. And she was the first one to ask a question like this. Uh, 
What's the average size of a bullfrog's testicles? That's what I have to do. That come from a female, ladies. That's one of yours. That's one of yours. And the answer is three centimeters. I guess. I don't know. I, I have no idea. That's not something I'm into. Um, I got out of bullfrog testicles in eighth grade. I mean, everybody grows out of that stage, right? Thanks for the questions. Next up, at Laurel June. She's had a few, and I don't think she wanted me to read her name with all of them, but I'm going to because she actually asked fun questions, thoughtful, and I want to plug her page too, by the way. Uh, Laurel is at L-A-U-R-E-L-L-E underscore June, J-U-N-E. She's my favorite person in the entire land of Canada. She's my, my favorite Canuck, and her pictures are fucking amazing. I mean, like breathtaking so much so that i want to move there one day like to moose jaw saskatchewan canada the sask oh up in moose jaw eh oh there's a big statue of a moose and there's prairie and all the rough riders are up in saskatchewan that's my weak canada impression canadian impression but she's she's an awesome person and her pictures are incredible so go give her a like a follow whatever it is and uh she asked some cool questions. For instance, can people born blind see in their dreams? I don't know. Next question. No, <laughs> that's an issue. I don't know. I've, I need to find someone that was born blind and ask them. Does anybody have Stevie Wonder's phone number handy? Because I don't know. But that is, I want to ask now. I, I don't know. Hey, if any of you people listening do know that answer, or if you know somebody that's blind, ask them. Or if you're blind. Do you? I don't know, but if you find out, send me a tweet, find me on Instagram, DM me at Rooftop Hero, and let me know because I'm interested to know it. What if, what if the blind people are the ones that actually can see? And everything that the people like us, like me, I don't know who us is, I shouldn't include you all, you may be blind. All the people that aren't blind, uh, whatever we see, even though some of us can look at the same thing, but yeah, that's the same thing. What if all that's some weird uh, hallucination or, or a mind trip? What if we're all the blind ones and the blind people are actually the ones with vision? Yeah, just got deep, didn't I? Didn't think I could do that, but there it is. So interesting question for the rest of you to think about, too. Uh, Laurel's second question, if you had to pick anything in the room you're in right now, what would your zombie apocalypse weapon be? Well, fortunately, since I'm in the lovely confines of my living room where I'm surrounded by a lot of sports memorabilia, uh, I've got a baseball bat right here, autographed by the big hurt Frank Thomas. And uh, that makes a pretty good weapon. I think I'm looking around. Uh, yeah, it's the best thing I got in here. So, yeah, baseball bat. Are you kidding me? It's easy. Especially if it's like walking dead walkers. Got a good swing. You don't want to be up close. Like the ones that grab a hammer and stuff, that's way too close. You need a long... A long thing like the, a bat or uh, the katana like Michonne uses. That's that's a genius weapon. I don't know why everybody's not just running around with swords. So that's that one. Laurel, your next question. Question number three. If you want a trip to anywhere in the world, where would you take me? Well, I already want to do the Canadian road trip with you where we go to every uh, gigantic side, so, side of the road sideshow attraction in Canada. Which, by the way, if you guys haven't Googled that, there's a lot. And that is on my bucket list to do with you one day. So we will do that. But where would I take you on a trip? Rome? Is that okay? 
I'd like to go to Rome. I'm a big history person, and there's so much history there. Plus, just everything that's there, I would just, I would love to see the pictures you take of it and how you present them. Like it, that thought just gets me excited. So, pack your bags, darling. We're going to Rome. Next question from Laurel, from Laws Cries. I remember those days. Uh, do dentists go to other dentists? Or do they just do it themselves? I, You know, I bet some can do some of the stuff themselves. But there's no way they can do everything. Like root canals and shit? No. They gotta go. Like, there's usually more than one in a practice, isn't there? They just probably trust them. I'm sure they go to it. They have to go to another dentist. There's no way they can do it all. But I bet they have fun with that nitrous sometimes. Get a little loopy. I would. It seems like a good time. Not as good as the refreshing taste of an ice-cold Miller Lite. A fine Pilsner beer. (sighs) Again, not a sponsor. Miller Lite does not approve or condone any of the things I'm saying. Uh, Or maybe they do, but they won't publicly admit it. But one day, if the show ever takes off, maybe they'll be a sponsor. I'm pushing for it. Miller Lite. Let's make it happen. All right, next question. This one I found really interesting. And this is for you guys, too. Like These questions, I want you to think about them, what your answers would be. You know, um, you could come up with, with ways to present it to your friends and, and start conversations. That's kind of what I want the podcast to end up being, too, is an outlet for me, but also for other people to find different viewpoints on things. You'll, you'll find, as we go forward um, in the future of this show, I play devil's advocate a lot. Doesn't mean I agree with the side I'm presenting, but I try to look at things from every angle because sometimes I don't know all the information. So I'll have an opinion. But if there's other evidence or information out there, it's okay to change your opinion. Like, that that's fine. Once you get new information, you should be allowed to. And you are allowed to. Don't ever be like, well, I said this, so I'm going to stick with it and write it till I die. You should always go with what you think. And if you come up with new evidence that says, you know, maybe I should think differently, it's okay to think differently. But I want people to, even if you don't agree with another person's viewpoint or or their reason for doing something, if you at least hear them out, you might understand it. You don't have to agree with it. You don't even have to like it. But you'll understand it. And it may help you still get along with that person. The world has seemingly forgot that you can disagree with somebody and still get along with them and be their friend. I don't agree with everything all of my friends do and say. But they're good to me, and they're good people, and I try to do the same to them. And that's what I want people here to do. So, you know, let this be a, uh, a way to, to open up discussions in your own life with people. Let this inspire you, you know. But the question is, from Laurel, that I really, really liked. Let's say there's an atheist, okay? An atheist, for those of you that don't know, which, I mean, maybe you don't doesn't believe in God. So let's say there's a devout atheist, like everybody and their mom knows, old John Smith over there is an atheist, right? Like he posts stuff on his Facebook all the time about it, probably has a group that he hosts like once a week, Every, you know, like it's clear he's proud to be an atheist. Okay, he's got home insurance or car insurance and a tree falls on it because there's a storm that goes through. Well, a lot of insurance policies they actually have, which I'm amazed that today they're still allowed to do it or that they still do it because everybody gets so offended these days on stuff, but it's called an act of God. And they cover 
things, uh, or sometimes, I don't know, maybe they don't cover it if it's an act of God, but I think they do, because otherwise this question is, is moot. But they cover acts of God. Well, what if somebody that's an atheist tries to get money for their insurance policy, and they're like, well, I'm, I'm claiming the act of God. Can the insurance company, like, get out of that? Can they end up going to court and being like, look, it's clear this guy doesn't even believe in God. He's post about it all the time, has the group that meets three days a week or three days a month, whatever it is. John Smith's an atheist. He's wearing a shirt in court that says I don't believe in God. We don't have to pay for that because he can't believe in an act of God. So can an insurance company get out of it? I don't know. That's an interesting question. I feel like if they really pushed it and it was that strong of an evidence, I kind of feel like they could. But maybe not. Maybe it's just, you know, hey, they bought that policy and it says that it's covered that. So regardless, it's in their policy, they get it. That could be the case too. But I found that to be a really interesting question. And that's one of the reasons I like her so much is she she thinks like that. And you'll find out I do too. I will go off on rants that you won't understand how I got to them to begin with off of like one subject. But that's how my mind works. I've always thought my my mind worked a lot differently from other people's like neurons firing constantly and instead of a straight line of a to b to c it's like a to l to q p a c c b a n g p back to a and then to z like i'll get to the finished thing but my mind bounces everywhere so i i think a little differently i think than most people which is kind of fun and it being it helps open up lines of communication and conversation it starts conversation so i like that thank you laurel for the questions uh, you keep holding it down up in the great white north. Not to be That's not racist. That's what they call it, by the way. Because it snows a lot. Got to put a, a disclaimer in front of everything now or somebody will sue you for being offended. That's, not, that's a rant for another day. That's going to end up being a podcast just called I Rant My Ass Off in Bed with your pal Josh. Anonymous. Uh, well, he wanted to be anonymous, but I'm going to, just because he, he's a dick. Anonymous Matty C., Hey, Josh, why are you so in love with Gypsy Rose Blanchard? I'm not. I, I, I'm i not. I don't really know much about who Gypsy Rose Blanchard is. This buddy of mine has been messaging me and tagging me and putting me in pictures with this chick for months now. And uh, I didn't know who the hell it was. I thought it was like, is it some wrestler I haven't heard of? It's not. It's just some some girl that I've, I read a couple headlines on. I didn't read the story because I just like, ah, oh, who gives a crap? But I, I guess her mother had her convinced she was sick with a lot of different ailments and problems, like Munchausen syndrome. And then the girl got tired of it and hired her boyfriend to kill her mom, and he did. And I, I don't know. That's best I can tell. That's kind of what went on. And I guess they've made a TV show about her or something or a documentary. I don't know. She looks kind of like a Anna Gasteyer from old Saturday Night Live. Not old, but like 90s Saturday Night Live doing a character of somebody. So she reminds me of. Uh, but I do not like her. She's not my type in looks or in uh, apparently in mental state. So no anonymous Maddie C. I do not love Gypsy Rose Blanchard. You know, you talk so much about it. I think it's you. I think you love Gypsy Rose Blanchard and you're just projecting it onto others. So maybe you need to go get some help or quit being the president of her fan club and trying to get me to join. Next up, we get some questions from Goose. Goose says, hey, 
If you could pick three, or excuse me, five, if you could pick five sports moments to have been at live just for that moment or that short period of time, what are they? Um, okay, well, I'm a Red Sox fan. So I remember 2004, they broke the 86-year-long drought of not having a World Series by winning it. They swept it, um, but they swept it on the road. So I wouldn't, I wouldn't want to be at that one. Honestly, it'd be 2013, World Series, Fenway Park in Boston. And for the first time in like 90-something years, they won a World Series at Fenway, at home. And I remember watching it. Uh, Koji Uihara was the relief pitcher pitching to David Ross. Shout out to Ross. He went to Auburn War Eagle. And he threw that last strike and just place went nuts. I went nuts. I remember watching it. Like a, I, My dad kind of got into watching it with me that season. And he he's never been a big baseball guy watching it with me. But that season, I kind of got him into it. And uh, he's kind of stayed with it. I think my dad's kind of a Boston fan now. So you're welcome, Red Sox. I got you another fan. There's one, another sports moment, Hank Aaron hitting home run number 715 for the Braves. If you go back and look at that footage, by the way, he broke Babe Ruth's home run record. His record, Hank Aaron's record, has been broken by Barry Bonds, but there's that big asterisk out beside his record because he was using steroids and stuff came out. So some people count it, some people don't. But Hank wasn't using steroids at all. No, no discounting Hank Aaron's 715 home runs, but if you go back and you... YouTube that footage as he rounds second base two fans. I mean, the place is going nuts. It's old Fulton County Stadium in Atlanta. Two fans run onto the field on each side of them, like patting them on the back. A couple of white guys, Hank Aaron, a black man, and they're not threatening them. They're, they're just, they're happy for them. They're ecstatic for them. And best to my knowledge, those two guys got arrested, went to jail, but got out like with a misdemeanor fine. And I would say it's worth it because those two dudes are in every time they show that clip. There they are. I mean, they're in one of the biggest moments in baseball history for eternity. So kudos to them. I would like to have been there for it. I don't know that I would have got on the field, but I would like to have been there live to see it. Um, another one, 2010. The Auburn Tigers beat the Oregon Ducks in the BCS National Championship out in Glendale, Arizona. I had some friends that went. Uh, I was too broke and too poor to go to something like that. So I watched it at home, but when you live in the state of Alabama as an Auburn fan and you have to go through seeing Alabama win national championship after national championship and you have to deal with those fans who are the most obnoxious, god-awful fans in the world, um, and they give you shit 24-7, which we give them shit too, especially when we win. But to finally get over that hump and us win one, I just, the emotion in me, I, I cried. I'm a grown man. I cried. That was 2010. So what, nine years ago? I'm 36. So what was that, 27? And I did. I just like, I wasn't sobbing. Not a little bitch. No, I didn't. I just, tears. Like it was tears of joy. I was, I was so happy and I would like to have been there live because I think on TV it looked like the crowd there was 75% Auburn. So it was kind of like a home game. So it would have been fun to celebrate with them. So there's, uh, there's another one. There's a an old folklore legend about Babe Ruth that there was a game where he took his bat, pointed out to the stands, and called his shot. And then the story goes, that's where he hit it. Knocked it out of the park, right over where he pointed. 
There's some grainy film footage that people say is of that, and you kind of see him raise a bat, but it's so old, it's kind of like the Sasquatch footage. You don't know. And so it's just kind of been this folkloric fairy tale passed down through baseball generations. I'd like to have been there to see if it actually happened or not. So there's that one, and uh, another sports moment in history. Oh, uh, God, there's a lot. There's so many, and I'm going. I'm not going with necessarily the most important ones in sports history. I'm going with like personal ones for me. So your list is going to be different, and that's cool. But I'm going to say Ted Williams' last game with the Red Sox, which was his last game, period, and uh, hit a home run in it. But Ted Williams, in my opinion, and a lot of people, the greatest hitter to ever play. Does he have the most hits? No. But that guy just... I'm telling you, the greatest hitter to ever live. So those are my five sports moments. Goose also follows that up with a very similar question uh, because I collect autographs and, and memorabilia, not just sports. I've got movie stuff. I've got TV stuff. Uh, so I, I collect a lot of autographs, a lot of different stuff. And he says, you can get any five historical figures autographs. Who are they? So anybody in history, I get to get their autograph. So I can just zap myself there, say, hey, sign this, and do it. You know, Jesus is a popular answer for me. I mean, it'd be Jesus, but you couldn't prove it. Because who's going to believe that you went back in time, saw Jesus? And by the way, he's the most important historical figure maybe in the history of the world. And there's nothing to compare his signature to. So like, it can't even be authenticated even if you watch him do it. So that's great. Like, if you could, I'd be, I'd, if I was Jesus, and I'm not, I'm not saying I am, but I'm just saying if I was and somebody popped back in time, and I'm like, hey, would, would you mind signing this for me? Like, yeah, sure. And I'd sign it all swirly and i put like happy faces and like an ACDC logo on it and stuff because why not? Nobody's going to believe it anyway. Like, you can do whatever you want. Be like, yep, that's my signature. Um, but you know what? That's not one I'd be trying to sell, I don't think. So I'd, I'd still say Jesus. I'd frame it. I'd know it was him, you know, if I got to go back in time to do it. So we'll say Jesus, one. Um, Hitler, two. There's opposite ends of the rainbow, huh? Just got a little uncomfortable, didn't we? It's I, I like dark stuff, and I like um, scary stuff, and it doesn't get much darker or scarier than Hitler and you know, the Third Reich and the Nazis and all that. But that's interesting because his are out there. There's actually plenty of stuff he signed. And, to, like, I just, I, I'm interested in those people because it's, I, I studied a lot of psychology and stuff in high school and college, and that's what makes people tick is a big deal with me. I like getting to know people. I ask a shit ton of questions. I'll get on your nerves with questions, but that's because I'm just curious. And, uh, his signature is not going to tell me anything, but just to be like that, that there's that much evil that touched this piece of paper or whatever it is that, that he signed. Uh, I'd like to have that. Um, who else? Historical Abraham Lincoln, my favorite president. I'd, I'd love to just sit and have a talk, have a beer with old honest Abe, have a cool, refreshing Miller light. Let's take a break for a drink. <sighs> Good stuff. Abe would like it. He'd be honest about it. But I'd like to pick his brain, and I'd like to get something signed by him. I've actually got a uh, a cool little display thing for Abraham Lincoln hanging up on my wall with a copy of like a old 
check or receipt that's got his signature on it, but it's, it's not real. That one's just a facsimile, but I just liked it. So Honest Abe would be one. Okay, we've got three. got to come up with two more, two more. Um, uh, Babe Ruth. I mean, it, it's Babe Ruth. I'm a Red Sox fan, so the Yankees. But Babe Ruth was a Red Sox before he was a Yankee. And he won three World Series with the Sox, so I can, I'll can i claim him like that. Babe Ruth, probably the, the most well-known, maybe the greatest baseball player of all time. So, yeah, i got to go with Babe Ruth there. So, so, so far we've got Jesus, Hitler, Abe Lincoln, and Babe Ruth. Good God. And uh, lastly, hmm. God, it's tough. Um, do I go like out of the country? I could. Or do I stick to good old USA? I'm such a sports guy. I'm going to keep going with, with sports. I'm going to go back to baseball and Jackie Robinson, the guy that broke the color barrier in Major League Baseball with the, the Brooklyn Dodgers. That's a big deal. Uh, he went through a lot of hate, a lot of racism. And thankfully, he had some good teammates, some white teammates that had his back. And because of him, the game got integrated. I've actually got a baseball signed by a guy called Pumpsy Green. And Pumpsy's not a name that's really well known. But he was a Boston Red Sox player, and he was actually the first black Boston Red Sox player. Sadly for the Red Sox, they were the last team in the majors to integrate and get a black player. I think they were three years after the next to last team, but Pumpsy was it, and it's one of my favorite baseballs. Uh, he signed it, first black Red Sox player, and to me it's important because that closed the, the gap, that closed the circle that Jackie Robinson started, so I'd like to get a Jackie Robinson autograph to kind of have the bookends on that. So that's the answers to that one, Goose. Hey, we're 45 minutes into the Q&A podcast. I'm sorry there's not more bells and whistles. I don't know, you know what you guys want, but hey, you know, again, you can DM me uh, on Instagram at Rooftop Hero, on Twitter at Rooftop Hero, and tell me what you liked about the show, what you don't like so far, what you'd like to hear more of. Do you want background music? Do you want sound effects? You know, I don't know. Again, this is a kind of trial by fire. We're just going with it. So there we go. Those are the questions so far. I'm trying to get my papers. I wrote all these down because, again, I'm not using my phone and uh, I'm having to go through. What is that? Wow, that's an interesting question there, too. Really interesting. Okay, well, here we go. Next question. We're going to get serious here. Do you believe in God, and why or why not? And then there's a follow-up to that one. Do I believe in God? Um, yeah, I think I do. And I, I say I think instead of like, yeah, I know, because I have a lot of questions. There's, you know, there's no proof. That's what faith is, right? Is that you just have faith that, that God exists, that he created everything. I went through a rough time in life years back where I was like, you know what? I, th there is no God. There can't be. God wouldn't allow this kind of crap to happen. And I was just really just being hateful. and was like, you know what? Screw God. There is no God. I'm an atheist and I was going to be that guy. Uh, but then I still found myself all the time like, God, why the hell are you doing this? So I felt like I must believe in God or else I wouldn't keep asking him questions after I'm like, I don't believe in God. And it doesn't hurt to believe in God. Like, you know, why not? I can't explain why we're all here. The thing that I don't, I don't get is, 
the science people that are like, well, we come from atoms and blah, blah, blah. And yeah, but why couldn't God be the one that created the atoms? Like, why, why can't science and the, the thought that God exists coexist? I just, I don't get that. Like evolution, a lot of uh, Bible people, Christian people say there's no evolution. I'm the opposite. I think we did evolve from organisms and stuff, but that still would be God's creation. If God created everything and he created the sea and the organisms in the sea that evolved over time and got on land and everything else, that still, humans would still be God's creation. So why not? Why is that not possible? I just, uh, the people that are so closed-minded on it's this way or no way blows my mind. Those two, to me, can coexist. Well, if we evolved from monkeys, how come they're still monkeys? I don't fucking know. Maybe God was like, you know what? We're going to keep some monkeys around. If, if God's all-powerful, he can do whatever he wants. I just got into a, a deal with somebody uh, last night about dinosaurs. I said something about dinosaurs, and he said, well, did they exist? And I'm like, are you shitting me right now? Are we having this conversation? Did you just say, did they? yeah. Well, how do you know? Are you fi- there's fossils. Like, we've got bones. And he's like, yeah, but we've got a few big bones. And I was like, there's whole skeletons that have been unearthed. These, some of these were massive creatures. Like, you can't deny they existed. I'm not going to let you get away with that horse shit. The people that deny dinosaurs, well, they're just, they're just plastic that have been put there. Really? It's been a thing all over the world. People have been in on this hoax of plastic bones and they're not real. Are you shitting me? No, dinosaurs existed. So his question was, well, how long? I was like, well, billions of years ago. And he called foul on it because it can't. The earth's only, you know, X amount of years old. 2,000-something years old. I was like, no, 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 I don't buy that either. Well, why? Well, because there's carbon dating. That's science. It's not science. It's a theory. I was like, oh, Jesus, really? Okay. Well, then fine. Okay, maybe they existed during the time of man. And he said, well, there's nothing in the Bible where it talks about them. I was like, what? Well, doesn't say something about giants or great beasts like Pretty, they don't. They didn't have the word dinosaur back in biblical times, so maybe that's what they referred to them as. Like, I don't know when they were, but they clearly existed. And then, here's the point I brought up, and this is a fun one. If anybody gets into this argument with you, um, you know, well, the earth can't be that many million years old. Well, it can because the earth was, if you go by the Bible, God created the heavens and earth in six days, and on the seventh he rested, right? That's... I think the gist of that story. I don't know that God went on a 24-hour time schedule like we do. You know, we go on like this time system that was set up by like the Mayan calendar and everything else. Well, God was in charge. Who's to say his first day where he was creating everything, God time was a day. But in the way we value time could have been a billion years. Maybe for God it went by in the blink of a second. But if you were a human, it would have went by billions of years. I don't know. There, there's tales in the Bible of who Abraham or something was 600 and something years old. I mean, if you believe the Bible, then clearly people were living well into their hundreds. So who's to say? But yeah, dinosaurs existed. And I know, I told you, I'd go off on rants. It went from point A to point B. That started with, do you believe in God? I believe in something. And I'm going to say, yeah, I believe in God because I end up talking to him all the time. I'm not a religious person in the sense of I don't go to church. I don't like organized religion. I think it leads to more trouble than it does good. Um, but I think there's something. 
You know, I think that's agnostic to believe in a higher power, but not just call it God. But I, I, I still say God a lot. You know, I wasn't raised in a church, nothing like that. But if you grew up in Alabama when I did, that's just kind of the way everybody learned anyway. Like you didn't have to go to church. It was just that's what you heard a lot. So maybe that's why I'm like that. But yeah, I believe in a God. I believe in 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 God. I think God is probably upset um, with how everything is. But I don't think that any religion has it just right. I think there's a lot of different roads to get to heaven. And I know there's a lot of people, the only way to heaven is Jesus Christ. Especially here, you'll hear that a lot. Not, I'm not saying that to be anti-Jesus. I'm just saying I think, you know, it seems more like if, you, if you're just good to your fellow human and you try to live a good life and you're going to make mistakes, but you just try to be as good as you can and, and be helpful and kind, then why wouldn't you get into heaven? You know, I, I don't know. There's a lot of questions. I, I, I don't know if there is a God or not. Do I think there is? Yeah, I'm going to say I do. So that's the answer to that question. But your follow-up question, who sent that? Was that an anonymous one? I think it is. Um, yeah. Yeah, that was anonymous. But the, the follow-up question was, sorry, the paper fell off. Look, I'm sitting here in my living room floor recording this on a cell phone. So I'm sorry I'm not more professional at this. This is long. We're almost at an hour, so I'm sorry. Um, there's, I wasn't going to have a time limit on this anyway, but here we are. Where the hell is that other piece of paper? I just had it. There's only three pieces. I can't find the damn thing. Okay, the follow-up question to Do You Believe in God from Anonymous, yes. Is there life after death? That's a fun one. I don't know. I think there's something. I don't know if there's a heaven and hell. Um, but I think there's something because I do think that ghosts exist. I think spirits exist. I think I've had encounters with them plenty of times. Um, hell at the apartment I'm in now, there have been, and there've been witnesses to it, by the way, I've had a couple ex-girlfriends that have stayed the night that witnessed stuff too. So maybe that may be part of the reason they're ex-girlfriends, but I, I clearly believe that there's, there are ghosts. Now, I don't know if they're people. I don't know if they're you know, angry spirits, that's a weird thing to try to figure out if their spirits and, and ghosts are the same or not. Um, yeah, I believe there's something. I wish I knew what it was. Do I want there to be a heaven and hell? Kind of no. I kind of just want to die and that's it. Like, the lights go off and that's it. And I think that reason is because I'm not entirely sure I'd get to heaven. I mean, I'm, I try to be a decent person. Some people think I'm an asshole, and I can be. Don't get me wrong. I know I can be. But I'm nice to everybody. I give everybody a chance. Usually give them two. Hell, even three. But if you still screw me over, if you're a dick to me, then I'll write you off, and I don't give a damn what happens to you at that point. You know, I tried. That's how I look at it. So I can be an asshole. But generally, I'm a decent person. Um, but if if we're going by the biblical way of doing things to how to get into heaven, then I don't know that I make it. So I think subconsciously that's why I hope there's nothing because if so, if there is, my ass is probably going to hell. I joke around about it a lot, like, ah, I see you in hell, ha, ha, ha. But hell does not sound like a fun place. I don't know what hell is. I kind of think I go every day when I go to work. It feels like hell, at least five days a week. What if I'm dead and that I'm already in hell? I don't know. 
So yeah, uh, is there something life after death? Yeah, there's something. I wish I could tell you more. Uh, I believe in spirits, ghosts. That could be a show coming up sometime. I'll tell you about the experiences I've had. You can uh, send me yours, and I'll, I will tell people yours too. So why not? We could do something like that. That may be a fun idea. Thanks for the question, Anonymous. By the way, I know who you really are. I'm just not saying your name because I'm a good guy. Next time, you'll have to pay me $5. All right, are we done with that sheet there? It uh, looks like it. Da, da, da. Yes, we are done. So we're on to the last sheet of questions. We're going to be wrapping this up in the not-too-distant future. Uh, oh, wow. We actually only have a few minutes left for what? For this segment? Oh, the segment. Okay. Sorry, I'm record I have to record this thing in segments. We're almost at an hour. So I'm going to go ahead. We'll end this segment. I'll come right back after this break. There will be no commercial playing. It'll probably be about seven seconds of dead air because I don't think the transitions on this app flow like quickly into the other one. But hang tight. We'll come back with the end of the show, the last page of the questions. Thank you guys for sticking around. If I'm boring you, excuse me, I'm sorry. The Miller Lite came back. Uh, if I'm boring you, I'm sorry. You know, tell me what you want to talk about. These are your questions. You wanted to know what I thought? I'm telling you. So thanks for sticking around. We've got one more sheet, and we'll be wrapping it up. So hang tight. We'll come right back. All right. We are back for the rest of the show, the end of the show. We are on to the last page of questions. Uh, so far, I've been asked about God, death, insurance, bullfrog testicles, and uh, some other things. So thank you for the question so far. The next one comes to us from at, what is that? at Martizzle. Okay. Martizzle. For Shizzle Martizzle, if you could make one law that the country had to follow for 10 years, what would it be? What a very specific time frame. Just 10 years? It's not forever? Um, okay, I've got one. And this is, this is graphic, but I, I feel like it's, it's deserved, and I feel like it would work. Uh, one of the things that bothers me the most in news stories is when I see one and it's about somebody that has done something bad to a child. Whether it's beaten a child, uh, raped a child, killed a child, things like that. Uh, I feel like if you are someone that has raped or murdered a child, then that's it. That's it. I don't really, I'm not big on second chances for child rapists and murderers. Um, you shouldn't do it to adults either, by the way, but just kids are so, I mean, look, kids can be assholes, right? I've got two. I love my kids. Sometimes I don't like them because they're being dicks, but you shouldn't kill them. And you damn sure shouldn't be raping kids. So I look at that as, you know what? We don't need you in this world. It's overpopulated as it is. Let's start solving some of this crime. So if I'm enacting a law that's good for 10 years on the books, if you are found guilty and convicted of child raping or child murdering, then you will be put on TV live for a public execution in which you will be, each arm and leg will be tied to a horse. You will be drawn and quartered. The horses will take off and you will be ripped apart on live TV. Yeah, that's a horrible visual, but you know what it will probably stop a lot of? Child raping and murdering. I mean, if I was even thinking about doing that and I saw that and I'm like, that's what fucking happens. I'm not doing it, you know? So maybe for the good of all, we just have to get real nasty and violent with a couple of them. You see the same shit in movies, maybe not drawn and quartering. That's kind of an old school way, 
But you see horrible, like, Saw movies and stuff like that. Kids see it. Don't act like, my kids don't need to see that. They see this shit on TV and in the movies anyway. Well, now I want them to see it in real life. Not the kids necessarily, but the people that are thinking about hurting kids. They need to see that stuff. And maybe we'll help put a stop to it. Then the argument comes up, well, what if they have mental issues? Okay, well, so we're going to stick them in a state institution where taxpayers pay for them to just live out the rest of their days where they can't rape a child, but they just sit there and, I don't know, play checkers and draw all day? That's not, there's a lot of stuff that, look, I worked at a psychiatric hospital. There's a show for another day, right? Um, there's some people that you can't rehab, and that's all they are. It's just a drain on taxpayers. That's money that could be going to fixing a road, but we're having to pay, you know, 80-something thousand a year for each person that's up at old Looney Ben Hospital just because. Well, then if we can't rehab them and they're not going to be a benefit to society, see ya. You shouldn't have raped or murdered a child. I, strong opinion. There you go. You wanted a strong opinion, you got one. So there's some debates. I might get some disagreements on that one, but that's how I feel. Thanks for the question, Martizzle. Next up, at Vantastico, have you ever truly been in love? Uh, yeah, I have. Um, I mean, I think everybody gets crushes. I think everybody has puppy loves and stuff like that. People that they get infatuated with, I think that can happen too. But to be like truly just in love with somebody, I would say three people in my life. I'm 36 and I'd say there's been three. Um, my first love in high school, girl that I thought I was going to marry one day, spend the rest of my life with, absolutely loved her. Still have a torch in my heart for her. I'm sure I carry a torch, a torch for her. I don't think anybody ever truly forgets their first love. Like, I think there'll always be a special place, um, especially if, it, if nothing bad ever happened there. Now, like, if you got together with that person and shit went south, maybe you don't have that torch. But um, there's nothing bad that ever happened with me and her. Like, we just, we, we were close. And, you know, life happened and things happened and people move and, She's happily married with a couple of kids now, and I'm I'm happy for her. Like, I, I want the best for her. I'm not one of those guys that's like, I'm so pissed off. And that. Look, no. It just it wasn't meant to be. I believe that. Um, as bad as I thought it was supposed to be that way back in the day in high school, you couldn't have convinced me of anything other than the fact her and I were going to be married for the rest of our lives one day. 100% believed it. And, you know, just life had different plans. So she's one. The second one was my first wife. Uh, my only wife, but she's an ex-wife now. But I loved her. I really did. And uh had two kids with her. It was up and down at times. And in the end, it just wasn't, that one wasn't meant to be. We had a lot of differences. I'm not going to dog her out on this podcast because we we get along. I think we get along now. It seems like we do. And we didn't at first. When this divorce went down, it was not fun times at Ridgemont High. Um, so I think we're in a pretty good place. There's no reconciliation. Like, we're not going to be getting back together. She is married to a guy now. They've got two kids uh, to go along with our two kids. And, you know, but I, I think that we had to get together. I think that we were meant to be together even for that short period of time to have the two kids we had. They're awesome. I love my son. I love my daughter. I think they're incredible. And maybe me and my ex-wife didn't work out, but we had to make these two kids because maybe one of them is going to do something important for the world. Maybe they're going to be the one that finds that cure for cancer. Maybe, you know, I don't know. Or maybe it's going to be their kids or their grandkids, but it had to start somewhere. 
And that's how I like to look at it. It helps me cope with it anyway. Um, I'm not like heartbroken over it now. That, you know, it's not like, do I wish it would have worked out? Yeah, I was married to her. Sure. I, I didn't get into a marriage going, well, this ought to be fun for a few years and then we'll move on. No, I loved her. Uh, don't anymore. You know, I, I love her for being my kid's mother and she's not a shit mom. So, you know, she's true love number two. And then there was a third. There was one after the divorce that I fell for probably harder than any of them. And uh, we had a weird relationship. And uh, it was good, though. And then we worked together for a while, but then I didn't work there. I moved on from the employment, but then her and I got even closer. Um, But there were some tendencies that I wasn't real fond of. I voiced my opinion on them. And, yeah, it won't happen, and it kept happening. And it had already happened before with the ex-wife, and I just, I'd already said I'd walk away a couple times, and I always came back to her. And so one time I just decided that was it. And I was at her place, and we went to leave for the night. I just gave her a kiss on the head, told her I loved her. I walked out, and I haven't seen her talk to her since. That was it. She texted. I didn't text back. She called a couple times. I didn't call back for my sanity at the time and my my health because I was tired of being on a a roller coaster. I said goodbye to it, and uh, that was that. And that one, yeah, I still think about her a good bit. I hope she's okay. I don't really know anymore. It's been, hell, it's been five years since that one, and uh, I have no idea. But I, I got no ill wishes toward her. I hope she's doing good. I really do. I hope nothing but the best for her. But, you know, she's just a little bit younger than me, and five years ago, I, you know, she was mature in a lot of ways, but maybe she wasn't. Hell, I wasn't as mature five years ago as I am now. I get it, but I just wasn't going to. I wasn't going to go through that, so that was that. I've dated since then, too, but as far as love goes, no. That was the last person I loved, and uh, there may not be another one. I don't know. I may be done for good. I don't know. Time will tell. I'm not in a rush, from what you heard earlier. Not in a rush. So, yeah, I've been truly in love three times there, old Fantastico. Anonymous, if you could have any career you wanted, what would it be? It would be either a way that I could travel the world, taking pictures of old abandoned places. I love I love that. That's a hobby of mine. If you follow me on Instagram, you know that. You've seen a lot of them. I haven't been as active for over a year. I haven't gone anywhere in a long time. Uh, a lot of reasons I hadn't. Not because I haven't wanted to. I uh, just haven't had time, haven't had money sometimes. I've gone to a lot of local places. I have to really drive, and my car is a... 96 forerunner with 400,000 miles on it. So going long distances kind of worries me, but I've been getting that itch real bad again to, I've got to go somewhere. And, uh, that would be a fun one for me to be able to travel the world, taking pictures of abandoned places. Or the second thing is what I'm doing now. I'd like to podcast. I'd like to end up with a podcast that's successful and people want to listen to and that has a fan base so that I can just do that and talk to people and go meet people like that would just that would be killer. And I know this episode's not going to set the world on fire. Again, if you're still listening at this point, Jesus Christ, thank you. Cuz I I hate listening to the sound of my own voice and I'm like there's no way anybody else will. But uh that would be it. Pictures of abandoned places doing that or just podcasting for life, pulling a Kevin Smith who I think the absolute world of and hope I get to talk to him one day. He would be a 
uh, amazing guest for me on a personal level to have on the podcast. So, you know, help me help me out with this thing. We get this off the ground after a while. Maybe I can talk him into it. Seems like a cool dude. So there you go. That's the answer to your question, anonymous. But you've got another one. What are your favorite podcasts to listen to? All right, follow up. By the way, why are you anonymous? Those aren't crazy questions. Favorite podcast to listen to? I already said Kevin Smith. And he's got quite a few. Uh, Smodcast, he does with Scott Moser, Hollywood Babylon, he does with Ralph Garman. Uh, Fat Man Beyond, used to be Fat Man on Batman that he does now with Mark Bernardin. Jay and Silent Bob Get Old with Jason Mewes. Um, God, I know there's more. What am I missing? I can't think. I don't have it pulled up. But all the Kevin Smith podcasts, I check those out every time I can, all the new episodes that come out. Chris Hardwick has a podcast that used to be the Nerdist podcast. He's been in the game for a long damn time. Like he's, I think he's over a thousand episodes now, and they're great. Like I, I love Chris Hardwick. I think he's an awesome dude. Um, you know, you may see him on Talking Dead after The Walking Dead. He hosts that. Hosted some game shows. Started on MTV Singled Out. I remember that Chris Hardwick. If you ever hear this, I remember you from that. That's where I first saw him. But he is a super funny, super insightful super nice guy and his podcast style and the way he he talks to people is um it's it's something i look at and i would like to kind of emulate myself so the chris hardwick podcast it's not the nerdist podcast anymore now it's the id10t podcast which spells out idiot if you put all the numbers and letters together but the id10t go check that one out i'm a huge wrestling fan so um all the Conrad Thompson podcasts, Something to Wrestle with Bruce Pritchard, 83 Weeks with Eric Bischoff, What Happened When with Tony Schiavone, which is probably my favorite out of all of them. And now he's hooked up with uh, good old JR, Jim Ross, for Grilling JR. If you're a wrestling fan, I cannot put those podcasts over enough. Go check them out. Like, go back to episode one and start on them. If you're a wrestling fan that remembers it from like the old WWF days all the way up through now, it's really cool. It's a good look back. It's good insight on stuff you may not have known. And uh, I enjoy it. And the, the repertoire he has with... Is it repertoire or repertoire? The relationship he has with the people he, he hosts the shows with. See how I got out of that? That is... Uh, it's great stuff. And it's all different, but it's just good. And Conrad's a guy from Huntsville, Alabama, who's about two hours away from me. I used to listen to him on the radio do commercials for his mortgage company when I lived in Huntsville. And then... One day I was like, oh, he'd host a podcast, and now he's huge. Like, in the podcast world, in the wrestling podcast world, in the wrestling world, even StarCast 2 just happened out in Las Vegas ahead of AEW's Double or Nothing event. That's all him, man. Well, I hope to get to go to that next next year. It's going to be in Chi-Town, Chicago. Uh, so, yeah, those. Uh, Your Mom's House with Tom Segura and Christina Prezinski, his wife. I think they're both hilarious comics and they have a podcast together that's a lot of fun I like that one um there's there's probably some more but i would say those are the ones i listen to the most uh, the stone cold podcast with stone cold steve austin he's been on a break but i think he's about to start back up maybe this past week i need to need to check on some updates and see if if he has but oh hell yeah stone cold steve austin so yeah, big wrestling fan, so I listen to a lot of that stuff so there, there's you some to check out that or let you know more about how i am Next question, guys. We're, we're, I promise you, we're almost we're almost done. I'm halfway through the last page of questions. Anonymous writes, oh, another anonymous? We've got two in a row there? Yeah, okay. Anonymous writes, what caused you to be antisocial? Uh, well, people suck ass, anonymous. 
And that's kind of the, the gist of it. People get on my nerves. that They didn't seem to be as stupid and ignorant like 10 years ago as they are now. Um, I, I do like keeping to myself a lot. And that goes back, I guess, another reason I don't do the dating thing. I'm, I'm the one-man wolf pack. You know, I just, I like doing my own thing. I like keeping to myself. I don't do shit with coworkers outside of work. And I like a lot of my coworkers. Some of them I consider really good friends. I don't do shit with them outside of work. We have Christmas parties and summer parties every year. I've never been to any of the summer parties. And I've only been to a few of the Christmas parties. And that's because that's when you got your bonus. Now our bonus goes in before the Christmas party. I'm like, well, there's no reason for me to go. But if I'm going to go to one, it'll be the Christmas party. Just, I guess, because... But I'd rather not, man. Like, I see these people 40 hours a week, five days a week. I'm a part-time dad. I get my kids every other weekend. Like, I see my work people way more than I do my actual family. So when I'm not at work, I don't like to be at work. And some people think that's shitty of me and antisocial. And, you know, that's fine. I just don't like doing it. I see you people enough. You know, and I'll look at it. Why are we wasting money on a party? Wouldn't you rather have that in your profit sharing? And your bonus, like that's more money we could have in our pockets for shit we want to do as opposed to going and spending more hours with people we already see five days a week. Uh, so that's why I'm antisocial. Plus, I cuss a lot when I get angry at people. And I get angry at people a lot because they're so damn stupid, especially driving. Jesus, that'd be a show in itself. You put a little camera like in my car, like you see on carpool karaoke. I think that, you know, what? that may be a show. That'd be a video show for me. That'd get some views. I'm a, uh, it's funny, isn't it weird? Like, I don't think I'm only, the only person that does this, because I hear other people talk about they do it too. Somebody does something shitty to me, like, anywhere else in life, I'm like, oh, man, what a dick. Or, you know, I just kind of like, eh, and I, I, I think what a dick, but I don't say anything. Whatever. And it could be something awful. But you cut me off in traffic? Oh, my God. You are the most worthless piece of shit on the planet. I'm calling you every dumb SOB name there is, you stupid piece. I hope you break your ankle. Like all this stuff. I turn into a monster when I'm driving. I'm a horrible person. Uh, so I'm just angry a lot. That's why I'm antisocial. I don't like to go out to bars. I don't like cigarette smoke smell. It just bothers me. I'm not a heavy drinker. I'm drinking Miller Lite tonight. I had a couple. They are pretty good tonight, I'll be honest. I'm a little warm. Because I'm not running the air so that I don't have noise. I'm not a fancy studio in my living room. Um, but I, I don't do that. Plus, I have an eye disease, which that'll probably be a different show later, where I have no night vision. And in low light, and even like just shadowy stuff, even in like daylight, if I go from light to dark, my eyes don't adjust. So a lot of people go out at night. If I go out at night, I basically got to have a damn babysitter holding my fucking hand. I don't drive at night hardly at all anymore because of it, because I'm so damn scared I'm going to kill myself or somebody else. So, um, you know, that all kind of lends to keeping to myself, I guess. So that's why I'm antisocial. What's your next question there, Anonymous? Will you... Wait, hold on. Is that really? Oh, what's your favorite drink of alcohol? Uh, well, clearly beer, it's Miller Lite. But if, if you're actually talking about a drink, it's an Irish car bomb. I love those damn things. And I hate Guinness by itself, but boy, you get me some Guinness, you get me a pint of Guinness and drop me a shot in of Jameson and Bailey's and what, whoo, thank you, Casey Ponder, for teaching me uh, all about Irish car bombs and making me my first and giving me a love affair that will last hopefully until I die. I like to think being part Irish on my dad's side that that's helped lend itself to it, but I don't, I don't think Irish, 
Irish people call them Irish car bombs. That may be insulting. Shit, I don't know. But they're tasty as hell. So that's my favorite drink. And Anonymous, you have another question. The last one. Uh, will you do... Oh, you've got two more. Okay. Will you do the Archer voice? Uh, they mean Archer from the TV show Archer, where he's a... It's cartoon on FX. Um, the voice is done by H. John Benjamin, I think is his name. He does the voice of Bob on Bob's Burgers. He's the guy in the Arby's commercials that wears the glasses. Not the guy that's like, we got the meats. Not that dude. The other one that tells you about the sandwiches and stuff. But then he's also the greatest spy in the world. Duh. But he's going to tell you about Arby's and all the delicious sandwiches. We have the meats for sandwiches. Like a roast beef sandwich or a turkey slider. There you go. There's the Archer voice. And your last question, because you're running the gamut on these damn things. What is this one? What, where's the weirdest slash wildest place you've ever had sex? Hey, a sex question. Look at you being the brave one to step out there not telling anybody your name. Uh, weirdest, wildest place I've ever had sex. You know the little sheds that are out in front of like uh, Lowe's and Home Depot's? Little wood storage sheds for your backyard. You can put your lawnmower in and stuff like that. And they've got them on display so you can check them out. If you want one, you buy them. Uh, in one of those, during store hours at like 2 o'clock in the afternoon. Anybody could have opened that door. And I guess they just would have seen the show. Uh, it was fun. I hope nobody bought that shed without cleaning it out first. But yeah, there you go. It's the weirdest, wildest place I've ever had sex. A shed at a Home Depot at 2 o'clock in the afternoon during store hours with people all around it. Next question comes from El Mat... El, yeah, I want to make sure I get that right. El Matadora. El Matadora. I like that, like El Matador, but I'm assuming your name is Dora, so you're El Matadora. Are you also an explorer? I'm sorry. All right, El Matador asks, why do you love abandoned places so much? Uh, why do I love abandoned places so much? I, I don't know. I find them beautiful. There's something about them. Like, I love post-apocalyptic type movies, not so much like Mad Max, which I did like, but I mean like I Am Legend. Like a world where everything's still pretty much standing and it's just empty it's abandoned it's 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 a weird eerie quality to it and it, to me it's something that's kind of beautiful and it, it they don't have to be falling apart or falling in but i find even that something beautiful about it and i've tried to figure it out uh on a subconscious level and i think maybe this just just spitballing here that's for you tj um i think that i look at myself as somebody that isn't as good as I used to be. Like I've been through a lot physically. I've, I've had a lot of bad injuries. I've broken my back. Uh, I've broken a lot of bones multiple times. And the back was a real bad one that really ended up causing a lot of problems in life. So physically I can't do everything I used to do that. And I mean, I'm, I'm also older and I'm also fatter than I used to be. Uh, don't get me wrong. I'll still kick your ass. I will kick your ass, but I'm not what I used to be. I'm not as as strong and as, you know, I, I was never like a Greek god, but, you know, I wasn't, I don't know. I, it's, I look at an old building or an old house or something that's got vines growing on it and and parts of it are chipped off or falling off and, and it's not as well taken care of or it's not taken care of at all. But at the end of the day, it's still standing. And not just physically, but all this 
stuff I've been through in life, I, I think maybe that's why I look at that. I look at it as it's an extension of me. I'm not like I used to be. I'm not as strong as I used to be. I don't look as good as I used to be. I got parts that are broken. Uh, you know, I don't think anything's fallen off yet. Hell, I don't know. But, uh, you know, I'm still, I'm still here. I'm still standing. But it's just this, it's this being alone thing. The one man wolf pack thing again. There's usually not a lot of people at an abandoned place. And I'm a big history guy too. So I've been to quite a few and I, I try to get the backstory and the history on it and catalog it that way. Uh, if you follow me on Facebook or if you want to find me on Facebook's Josh White, there's a bunch of them. I'll make you do some work to figure out which one it is. Uh, but I've got a lot of albums of the places I've been to. So if you want to check those out, I've posted a lot of the abandoned pictures on Instagram. But if you want to see more in-depth history and a lot more of the pictures of these places I've been to, all the albums are there on my Facebook. Thanks for the question. I also have one at Stevie B. Hey, Josh. First off, I'm not the pizza place. Okay. I didn't think you were. I don't. I mean, I'd be weird if, like, the official Stevie B's pizza page was like, hey, man, real big fan, got a question for you. But clearly, this Stevie B, not the pizza place. At Stevie B says, why are you a Boston Red Sox fan? You live in Alabama. Are you from Boston? No, I'm from Alabama my entire life. Born and, born and raised uh, on the playground is where I spent most of my days. Oh, no, wait, that wasn't me. That was Will Smith. But no, I was born and raised here. I've lived uh, in and around Gadsden, Alabama for most of my life. I lived two different times up in Huntsville. Uh, but I'm back here in the Gadsden area. And for maybe the first 12 years of my baseball fandom, I was a White Sox fan. Actually, I was a Chicago White Sox fan. Everybody here in Alabama just thinks they have to pull for the Braves because it's the closest team. And I, at an early age, I got sick of hearing about the Braves. And I was going to be a rebel. Like, I didn't want to be like everybody else. So, you know, fuck the Braves. So I pulled for the White Sox because they had my favorite player of all time, former Auburn player, but one of the greatest players, best in my opinion. I'm even go over Big Poppy, who I talked about earlier. Still sending prayers out to you, Big Poppy. But uh, Frank Thomas, the Big Hurt, played for the White Sox for a long time. Finally got a World Series ring in 05. And uh, I had started kind of waning from the White Sox in 04. The Red Sox, that was the year that they dropped three games to the Yankees in the American League Championship game, right? No team in history had ever come back from three games down to win a best-of-seven series. And here are the Red Sox against the almighty Yankees, and they did it. And, like, they had, you know, David Ortiz on the team. They had some big players, but they also had an outfield that they were called the idiots, like Manny Ramirez and Johnny Damon and Kevin Millar. It was kind of like a bunch of blue-collar goofballs, and all of a sudden, they come back from three games down, four straight wins against the Yankees, then go to the World Series and sweep the World Series to win their first World Series in 86 years. Like, it was a hell of a story to follow. And I'd started watching them a little in that 04 season and, and started pulling for them. And then my team, the White Sox, won the World Series in 05. But then they traded Frank away. And they traded him to uh, Toronto which was just weird. I mean, look, now I love Canada. I love all things Canadian. But at the time, I was like, I can't pull for a Canadian baseball team. Are you shitting me? So that's when the official switch over to the Red Sox happened. I was like, well, I'll just pull for these guys. I dug them last year and what they did, I'll go for it. And I have been a 
hardcore Red Sox fan ever since. So I got to enjoy a little bit of that 04 as a fan on the, the outside. And then I, once I made the leap, man, I, I was there for the shitty years in between. 07, another World Series. 08, shitty team. Uh, and it just kind of went, you know, hot and cold for a while. And then 2013 was just a magical season. Like, they had sucked the year before. I think it was like the worst team in the majors. Then they go on a, like, historic tear, and they're clearly the best team the next year. Then in 2014, tank it again. It's That's the life of being a Boston fan, though. That's the way their history is. So, you know, they won it last year, beat the hell out of everybody. Mookie Betts having a great season last year. J.D. Martinez, old just dingers. My boy JBJ, shout out to Jackie Bradley Jr. out in the outfield. I actually talked to him on Instagram some. Good dude. Um, and all the other guys. Like, I love that team. And this year, you know, they're about eight games back right now. They're struggling to get in that groove. They're struggling to be consistent. So I'm, I'm hoping they pull it out. But that's kind of the official story of how I became a Red Sox fan. A little bit in 04, completely in 05 going forward. And I'm I'm in it for life now, man. Um, but it, there's a little bit that goes back even further. And this is the kind of shit guys do for girls. Back when I was in high school, and I think I would have been a, a sophomore. So that would have been, what, 98, 99, 97, 98, somewhere in there. Um I had a buddy of mine that worked at a music store in the mall, so I'd go in there and hang out with him. And there was a girl that worked there with him. And I'm going to say her name on this show because I can't find her on Facebook or anything. I have no idea where this girl is. Uh, But I would love to just say hi to her again. And she may get a kick out of this. But she lived here at the time, and her name was Anna Issa. Anna Issa. Some kind of... uh, And I, I wish I could tell you what ethnicity she was. I don't remember. So I, I hate to even venture a guess because I don't want to be insulting to her or her family. I don't. I, I want to say Persian for some reason. I don't know. If you know her, some people around here know her because she went to school here, just not at mine. But if you know her and you can tell me what she is, tell me what she was cause, or is because I thought she was gorgeous. I mean, like jet black hair, just these beautiful eyes. And I was just like, oh, my God, who is that? And my buddy at the store was like, ah, oh, nothing, you know. Truth is, I think he liked her a little bit back then, but they gave each other shit, like more of cutting up buddies. They, they did get along, but I, I started talking to her a lot, and I really was d- digging on her. And uh, at the time, I weighed like 150 pounds max. I weighed 150 pounds all through high school. I didn't gain weight until my wife, our ex-wife, got pregnant with our first kid, and I gained 40 pounds, which I was happy about. Like 190 for me at 6'3 is solid. But I was a stick in high school, man. So 150. But I had a jawline that was defined. You could see it. I didn't have the beard that I've had for years now. Like a little bit of maybe some stubble. But I I didn't keep a beard. I looked pretty decent. And I kind of, sort of, according to her. One day she's like, you know who you look like? I was like, who? She said, you look like an actor. I was like, oh, right on. Who? Like Morgan Freeman? She said, no, you look like Ben Affleck. Like, get the fuck out, because I liked Affleck. He was the bomb in Phantoms, yo. And uh, I was like, really, Ben Affleck? And she goes, yeah, I love him. I think he's so cute. And I was like, right the fuck on. So Affleck, who's a big Boston guy, always going to Red Sox games back in the day, always wore a Boston hat, the blue, regular blue hat with the red B on it. So I went and bought me a blue Boston hat with the red B on it and started wearing it for her. Uh, did it pan out? No. 
But I did get invited to go watch a movie with her and another girl that I had kind of seen at another place. And I was like, wow, she is really pretty too. Another foreign girl. Had no idea they knew each other. Had no idea they were best friends. And so she's like, yeah, you want to come watch a movie at my place? I was like, yeah. yeah." And she's like, all right, well, my friend Maria is going to come too. And I said that that way for a reason. Her name's not Maria. Her name is Maria. And she was not from like Middle East. She was like, I don't know. It's it, she's Latin, but I don't I don't even know what country she's from. But she was just this real sweet, uh, real like calm, quiet girl that worked at a gas station. That I would make I would go out of my way to go get gas there just to go see her. Again, I'm like a 16 year old kid, you know, something like that. So she's like, oh my god. Then she said, my friend Maria is going to come over. I was like, Maria, what? I know that name. Is that the girl that works there? She goes, yeah, that's my best friend. I was like, holy shit, I'm definitely coming to this movie. Uh, so I went to the movie and things were going good. And then uh, the my buddy that worked at the music store, who I think was a little upset that I was getting to do that, just decided to crash it. So thanks for that, G. Appreciate it. And nothing ever happened after that. You know, time happened, life happened. I don't know what ever happened to her. Like, I saw her after that, of course. But then, you know, time went on. And last I heard, she went to Disney and worked there doing something for for Disney. Like, kind of a important job. But I can't. I've Googled it. I can't find her. But if any of you know Ana Isa or know where I can find her, it just tell me so I can say hi to her again. And she'd probably get a kick out of knowing that story because I don't think she's ever known it. So that's that. That's the question to the Red Sox stuff. All right, you folks have been with me for an hour and a half, which is probably way longer than you thought it would be. It's longer than I thought it would be. I'll try to find a way to streamline these shows going forward. Um, again, I'm just trying to film my way through this, man. It's a Q&A episode, so we got an hour and a half out of it. Thanks for being here. One last question. Uh, she did not submit it for the show, but I'm adding it in because it was asked. This last question comes to me from my mom, who asked me, Josh, what's a podcast? Well, it's this. It's what you've just listened to for an hour and a half. My time's up. Thank you for yours. Stay tuned on uh, Twitter and Instagram. I will let you know when this gets uploaded and published, where you can catch it. I know my last couple that I've done, just as kind of like test runs for wrestling shows I've done, uh, were ended up being available on uh, Spotify, Google Podcast, Apple Podcast, um, Anchor, of course, where I'm recording it, and a bunch of other places. So once it gets published around, I'll be sure to share those links with you, tell you where you can find it. Thanks for listening, man. Thanks for being here. I am looking at the clock. Oh, Jesus Christ, it's one in the morning. i got to go to work soon so go Bruins win game seven win the Stanley Cup big poppy get better I'm glad you made it through surgery Boston needs you my man thank you guys for listening I am your pal the rooftop hero and I am out